little brass bonanza here at the Excel Center from John Leahy. Uh, I'm Mike Macknick. Our score at the end of the first period is nothing to nothing. Merrimack and UConn. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official sponsor of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Well, as we said, score here is zero to 0-0. Alex Geiner joins us from WHUS Radio, the play-by-play uh, -play voice of UConn hockey. And, Alex, a lot like last night's first period, we thought. Not much going on. Uh, wh why do you think it is when these teams get together? The games have always been so close. The last three have been ties. Uh, five of the six have gone into overtime. You can't get much tighter, I think, than the series between these two teams. No, it's very, you know, this is probably my favorite series in all Hockey East, I'm getting my stats here. It's always interesting, isn't it? I mean, what was it? Going back, I mean, to the first game in hockey. Actually, no, going back to 2012, say, after the announcement, what was it? A 3-1 victory when UConn, you know, coming in at that point, only one win in the victory. And then, what was it? A 3-1 victory with the third goal being an empty air and seemed to be the catalyst. I mean, what? The first Hockey East game went to overtime. Actually, two of them, two out of three. The, the, the non-overtime game was basically a one-goal game here in Hartford. I mean, it's a fun series. And, it, you know, at this point, when I'm looking at the stats and I'm looking Looking at Merrimack College, and it's like I, I said this on the air. It's like at this point, ignore the stats. Look at the recent results. Every time these, every time these two teams meet, it's going to be a fun hockey game. It's, it's going to be a fight, and, and it makes for a great hockey game here. Uh, last night, UConn uh, effectively stole a point on the road. Good goaltending from Rob Nichols, and uh, a game in which Merrimack at home came out. I, I think the way you want to play when you're at home with a one-goal lead, they just weren't able to get that third goal past Rob Nichols, and then UConn was able to get the extra attacker and get that goal to tie the game up and went home with a point on the road. Yeah, I mean, the UConn offense, I've seen this the last two games, the game at Vermont and the game against Boston College, the times when it's on fire, I've seen UConn keep keep the opposition contained in their own zone. Like, maybe there's times I even saw during most of the BC game at Boston College. I mean, they kept Boston College contained in their own zone for a good chunk of the second and third period. I mean, sometimes BC maybe got it out maybe to their half of the neutral zone, but but, I mean, UConn, when, when it seems it's been clicking, probably the best offense I've seen out of the Huskies in the last two years since coming into the league. They just kept battering the goalie, and we saw and I saw that again last night in the final minute when they pulled and got the extra attacker on to Maxim Latunov. I mean, Masonich takes the shot through traffic. I mean, burn Merrimack again like he did a year ago here at the XL Center. I mean, that power play goal from the left-wing circle when Merrimack had that lead in, in the late into the third period. So, deja vu, it seems like. Pretty good turnout here again, it seems, at the XL Center. What's it been like? How do you think this relationship's gone between the, the UConn Huskies hockey and the Excel Center in downtown Hartford as they've been playing games here and I know it seems like we ask you every year but what's going on with the whole uh, you know will there be a rink on campus uh, what's going on pretty much I mean I mean I've how many years have I said over the years I'm always a I'm always the proponent of UConn coming back on campus uh, it seemed like last week uh, it actually design came well back in August it, it came out I think this master plan survey that I asked UConn and he told me don't even you know commit don't take it for granted but uh, the master plan came out, and it seems like it's going to be settling that I guess the free ice form is going to be renovated, and I guess they're going to blow out, uh, they're going to probably push back to the parking lot, they're going to blow out one section and add the, the, the capacity required by hockey to get to that standard. And I think in the last week now, more of the detailed design plans came out, what's up with what what they want to do for Freedus. Now, if it's going to happen, who knows, as I've learned over the years, that... Uh, 
you know, that it looks like what's going to happen with Freedas. It sounds like maybe they're going to te- keep three-fourths of the arena and then blow out the lobby area and add on there. Now, will it be committed to? Who knows what the time frame is? I wish I knew. I mean, I'd love it to be back on campus, and UConn's kind of in that conundrum right now, it seems like, because, you know, Hockey East is wide open right now. And the, and the interesting problem UConn has is that they finish in the top four. The Civic Center is not available for the quarterfinal round because the American Athletic Conference has the building for the basketball for the basketball tournament. And two years ago, Hockey East gave UConn the, the waiver to use Freitas in the current shape for the quarterfinal round if UConn did finish in the top four. But this year, uh, from what I've been told, but uh, I don't know if Joe Batani or an executive committee did it, but they denied basically the uses of Freitas. And now UConn's kind of in a table where I think it has to be probably in Bridgeport, maybe, but Sacred Art has that building as well. And, well, I'm not, you know, who knows? I mean, it kind of puts that pressure that UConn kind of needs to get that on-campus rink belt. I think, you know, you always love the on-campus venue. I mean, I mean, Gutterson Fieldhouse, it's intimidating. I mean, Merriman, even yesterday, Lawler Rink's always great as well. You know, it's a small venue, but, you know, sometimes the crowd happens through the student atmosphere, and that's that's what it's got to be with the students are, I think. And then that's on campus. How, how do you think that the fans in Hartford, or maybe, you know, throughout the rest of Connecticut, how, how have you seen them, or, you know, have you seen them taking more and more to UConn hockey over the last few years now that they've made the move to Hockey East and been playing these home games here in Hartford? Um, yeah, I think the fans have taken to it well. It's interesting to see, you know, people, you know, maybe they want a crowd necessarily that they didn't win, you know, went over to the Wolfpack when the Whalers left 20 years ago, maybe because of the Rangers affiliation. I'm not quite sure. Whatever reason, they weren't, you know, picking up on the Wolfpack and, and you know, gravitate to UConn, kind of seeing it as the next thing. It's, it's, it's a, you know, Connecticut product. And it's, yeah, the switch to Hockey East has been a big boost, if you think about it, because I remember it was, I think, two, three warm-up games between here, you know, between the time of Atlantic Hockey, the, the, the NM move was announced in between before UConn jumped to Hockey East and the attendance numbers for those three games were, well, not that great. And then when the BC game, you know, the first game against Boston College, it seemed to be picked up and it's holding. I mean, there's times, you know, it seems to be the average crowd these days here at the XL Center around 4,500. 4, and, I mean, it seems like Hartford's holding up well. The question is, I mean, long run, I mean, how long does it? I mean, I'm still, you know, as, as I said a couple minutes ago, it's got to be on, you know, sooner than later. You got to put, you, gotta, you do have to entertain the idea of an on campus rink, though, at some point. It seems like, you know, looking at the team this year and where they stand, they're kind of in the middle there, right? I mean, you know, potentially if you go on a little bit of a run, they could make, they could move up and potentially be in that conversation for a buy in the first round and or solidify position for home ice. But you know, you've got some other teams nipping at your heels right behind them. Uh, what's important for this UConn team to, to be able to have success the rest of the season? Uh, defense, covering the goalie. I mean, Vermont, the consistency with the Vermont and the BC losses, I can say this right now, Vermont's loss was that. I mean, they let Huska get a three in a certain amount of time just, just in a short time span. Same thing with BC, two goals scored in the first minute. 30 of the game. That was that's literally where burned UConn was the first 90 seconds of the game. And after that, UConn was the better team for the rest for the whole rest of the game. So I think you know consistency defensively. I think offensively they're they're great. I mean it's the best offense. I mean if you keep a team contained in your in their own. I mean they keep the key the defense contained in their own zone. You can't get them to clear out. I mean you can't ask for anything more. I mean it doesn't help if your goalie's good. I mean that's one thing. But I mean. 
yeah, defense so far, consistency, and that's I think that's probably the one thing they have to probably shore up on. But and it seemed to be the case against Vermont uh, last week, and then well, last night I usually, just, as I said it early, I just throw everything out the door when it comes to UConn Merrimack, and just don't expect every you know don't I don't expect it, whatever happens happens against these two teams here. Yeah, there's nothing decided between uh, through the first four periods plus of this series this season. If you add in the overtime last night, it's four periods plus five minutes and uh, uh, two periods left to go. It should be good, Alex. Thanks as always Thanks. for joining us. We appreciate it. You're such a great uh, uh, host, and their hospitality is certainly appreciated. Helping us to get to get around here in the Excel Center, it, it's it's almost like a maze within a maze, and difficult to find your way. But but you help us a lot, and we certainly appreciate that. So thanks again, and enjoy your call the rest of the night. We'll thanks. talk to you again soon. Too. Thank you very much. All right, Alex Geiner has been our guest here from WHUS Radio. He is the radio play-by-play voice of UConn hockey. Our score at the end of one is Merrimack nothing, UConn nothing. John and I are back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.